Charles. Cheers. 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 Yep, that's us. That's just a taste of what you're in for. You're listening to the Wine and Whiteboards podcast miniseries, Drunken Marketing. We're here to drink some wine and share ridiculously hilarious and real marketing experiences with you. We're all part of a B2B marketing team and work together at our nine to five. Sometimes working in marketing can be funny, annoying, or just straight up weird. Our team is going to give you a behind the scenes look at marketing while sharing hilarious stories and situations that we found ourselves in. Let's be real. Some of these stories may not have been funny at the time, but in hindsight, they make us laugh and we've grown to become better marketers because of them. So grab a glass of wine and join us as we tell you the lessons we've learned the hard and funny way. And we're back with another episode of Drunken Marketing. So today we're going to talk about funny team bonding. And when you work together for five plus years, you tend to become family. And we do love to spend time together in and out of the office. And clearly, because we started our own podcast, um, which we're doing today. Uh, So our episode is going to share some hilarious stories of us, quote, bonding as a team. So enjoy. Let's dive in. I think the first story we want to talk about is hosting our own conference. And we've said this a few times in some other episodes, but I don't think we've shared these exact stories quite yet. The only story you may have heard is me yelling at a coworker, um, but we could repeat that one, I guess. So, yes, that is sure. one of my favorites. So if yeah. you could proceed. I'll just retell, yeah, retell the story. Before you, before you do, um, did you have purple teeth at the time of the yelling or no? Uh, yes. Yep. Purple teeth was definitely a thing at this point. I was probably four <laughs> red wine glasses in. We were post-event. This was our first conference we had hosted and we were celebrating because it was exhausting and we were all stressed out. So I was given wine, drank wine, and then I started to get a little tipsy. But at that point we were like, okay, Paige, we have to go and like pick up the event and put things away because you can't just leave that for a couple of days. You know, like there's other events coming in after. So we went and went to the back conference. We decided we had to take all these things down and some of them were giant stickers. Um, we had these like big wall stickers that we had people interact with throughout the conference and we wanted to save them. So I remember yelling at our coworker because me drunkenly trying to pull these stickers without getting them all crunched up and like ruined and putting them on like the saving paper was Can not I my best. for a second? Yeah. Paige is a very type A person. So it has to be done the right way and no crinkles. No, no, because then why bother? The things were sticky on the back. So they were like covered in hair and stuff because you guys <laughs> were crawling around on the floor and you had to like, they were so large that you had to put like, you know how like like giant think of giant wax paper and you had to like put two pieces for each one so like that's what Paige was trying to align and I kind of wish we had just thrown them in the garbage because I don't think we ever ended up using them again poor Paige it wasn't my best moment um I didn't know at the time but people were recording me <laughs> so this may be on video luckily that will never come to light um Kyle if that ever does you know where I, I'll find you um <laughs> So I was, I guess I didn't know this, but I was yelling at Chase instead of just talking to him and explaining what I wanted. So I was more saying, no, no, you're doing it wrong instead of no, Chase, let's put it down the right way. So it was one of those moments of 
you think what you're doing drunk, but it doesn't actually mean that's what happened. Did I miss anything from the story? Because clearly I don't remember a ton of it, but. Has he forgiven you for this? I don't think I've ever asked him. I do remember apologizing to him the next day, but. That was nice. Oh, well, I was told what I did, and then I went to go apologize. (laughs) Has Chase come and helped us out at any uh, events since then, or was that his last? (laughs) No, I don't, I think that may have been his last, his first and last time. I agree. And he actually, like, I'm pretty sure his car, like, he got in a car accident on the way to the airport to go to the event, too, and it was, like, a big thing, like, he, like, rushed to get there and had, like, some issues and stuff. And then, like, Paige is like, no, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> like, Man, you're cutting someone down that already had a bad day. You're that a bad day. At least you apologized. I'm sure he forgave you. We'll see. Maybe. But, I mean, if you listen to our last episode, we kind of shared a little bit about, like, when we drink well with others, we like to drink and celebrate. So that these things tend to kind of happen sometimes. Um, so when I went to bed... Um, Charlotte and Sarah did some, I don't know, skeptical or questionable things, I would say, like sharing a cab with some cowboys. But yes, Charlotte and I, for some reason, weren't ready to go to bed. So we went out with Chase and this was like a weird business district. Like, I don't know how to paint this picture, but there were like no restaurants. There were like, like everything was closed in this area. So we were wandering the streets a little bit and, um, like a cab pulled up that I feel like we got in, but somehow we were like ride sharing with these other people who had like a cowboy hat. And at one point all of us or Chase maybe was wearing the cowboy hat and we went to a couple different bars, but then we got a little, like, I feel like we didn't really stay at any of the bars cause they seemed really creepy and weird. And we just like, I don't know. I feel like I don't really remember all that night. So clearly I had enough to drink. (laughs) Did the cowboys come with you? Yes, we went to the bar with them at one point, didn't we, Charlotte? Very few bars sporadically, like, around. So I don't know if we were, like, intentionally, like, hey, we're coming to the bar with you guys. It was like, oh, this is the only bar on this street. Like, okay, I guess we'll go here. It was very strange. Chase found a cowboy hat in the cab, and I think he was wearing that around. Wait, so was there cowboys or just a cowboy hat? Just a cowboy hat. And actually, okay. now that you're saying it, I don't know that it belonged to the people that were in there. So it was yes. probably just left over from something else. AK probably had lice for all we know. But yeah, who's on anything they find in a random cab? What I would heck? probably do that if I was drunk. I don't know. Guys, yeah. okay, every time I'm in Mexico, you know when they always go around the table and they put the little sombrero on you for the photos? No. I always, no? Can you tell us about it? Yeah, I don't know this either, Paige. That has not been my experience. this on you for what? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so. Okay, I will say, when I go to Mexico, I go to all-inclusive resorts. So, I'm not, like, anywhere where it's, like, they're doing this. I don't oh. know. At the restaurants, they don't do that. Yeah. Okay. Probably they didn't teach you this in your recreation. No. But... <laughs> okay, so a little tangent. But, okay, so I go to Mexico with my family every year. They have a, um, a timeshare. And so we would be in either Cancun or Playa del Carmen. And we'd like to go and venture out and try new like restaurants and bars and stuff. So we would go downtown and every place that we would go for like Mexican food or whatever, they would have these like tourist traps where after you were done with your meal or when you were like getting drinks, they would come around with sombreros and they would offer to take a photo for you. 
but you would have to quote like them buy that photo afterwards. And it was like 10 plus plus dollars a photo, but we didn't care. My dad always bought bought your own sombrero. Yeah. It would have been cheaper. But my dad always bought the photo. That you could wear all the time if you wanted to. (laughs) Yeah. So they would always have these, like these sombrero hats that they would have piled up and they'd be like, we usually travel in packs. So we had like 15 of us with a, at the dinner table. And every time they put it on my head, I'd be like, I'm going to get fucking mice like every single time. (laughs) I would just sit there and my smile is never cute because I'm just like cringing thinking about this because they kind of come out of nowhere. They don't just ask, do you want to wear this hat? It's like plop on my head. Like I already got lice if it's lice. So I I can't imagine you guys don't know what this is. Have have you guys ever had lice though? No. Yes. Okay, well, Paige and I are the only lices of the group, so you don't want fucking lice. Actually, it's not as horrible, but it's gross, and it doesn't make you feel good. You feel like a dirty person, and you have to wash everything, and they have to pour really horrible things over your head and comb through it, and I don't know. I just remember being, like, a fifth grader and having to get naked so that I could have, like, a solution dumped on me, and it's just a very embarrassing, weird process. (laughs) I got lice in college, so. In college? Yeah. Did your one of your roommates get it or something? It like, must have. I actually don't remember where it came from, but I remember being an adult and having to deal with it and understanding in Mexico. That's yeah, it could have been. But understanding the fact that when the like the eggs hatch on your head, you can feel it and like, oh my god, guys, I'm still. It's been like it's ten so years. You don't want lice. No, oh, stop. This makes me so, think of two things. Number one, it makes me think of the Shit's Creek episode when Alexis gets lice and like <laughs> Ted is like combing through and he's like, oh, there's the queen. Like, oh, my God. It's like, oh, it's so gross. Um, when you said eggs hatching, I can't. Ugh, I can't. Yep. But the second thing is my mom recently went to New Mexico to see her uh, sisters and stuff. And she came back with a mini sombrero for the cat. <laughs> And it was very funny. The cat I'm sure the cat like, wore it for all of two seconds. Picture? I couldn't get the cat to keep it on long enough to get a picture. Okay. I'll try to get one when I go up for Christmas. Yes, please. <laughs> okay, so if we've learned anything, don't put on any hats and random cab rides that you find riding around D.C. at whatever hour of the night trying to find a bar. Yes. I think we can all agree to that. Also, Check. something maybe, maybe to avoid is um, using those like Lime or what's the other brand? Scooters? Bird. Bird scooters. I remember we were, we had set up the conference. This was a different year, but we had set up the conference and there wasn't a ton to do at that point. And there, we were just trying to entertain people. So we were like, all right, let's go outside. And whoever came up with the idea, we were going to run around the city in scooters. It was night. Max. Okay. Well, thanks, Max. But we could only find two. And there was, I think, four or five of us at a time. So we just took turns going in circles around the block and I remember it was kind of raining and a little slippery and Katie and I being like this isn't a good idea this I don't I don't know we've heard some stories that people like completely hit a a bump and go flying so yeah Kelly's really good at riding scooters yeah Yeah. you could also not hit anything and go flying (laughs) (laughs) I forgot you got into an accident also, I mean, I was, I don't even know. I had bottomless mimosas. It was like seven o'clock at night, which also doesn't even correlate to like how terrible this sounds, how drunk I was at seven o'clock it's at night. Seven o'clock, it's so late. Oh boy. <laughs> my past my bedtime. Wasn't great. So I would definitely recommend not doing anything scooter related, sober, drunk, nothing. 
let's just get rid of that fad. Like that was a fad for two years and now it's over. Kelly, didn't right? you have bruises on your knees? Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure my knee is like still messed up. There was a bruise on it. I had a black eye. I had a fat lip. Um, <laughs> didn't you not come to work for like a week? <laughs> I didn't come to work that first Monday back because the black eye was really bad. <laughs> Do you want to explain yourself to everyone at the office? Yeah. Oh. I thought it was okay because we went out to the bar after that. And I was like, I went to the bathroom and my knee was all scraped up. But, like, it didn't cut through my jeans. My jeans were fine. I didn't know about my eye. It was fine. My lip was a little bit fat. And then when I woke up in the morning and it was very swollen and I could barely walk with my knee, how bad it was. It wasn't a good day for me. Mm. So I don't have a scooter story, but I have a bike story that's kind of like that. When you, so I, I studied abroad in the Netherlands. And so when you live in the Netherlands, you just bike around everywhere. Like that's your mode of transportation. And my roommate and one of my best friends, she had had some absinthe. She had smoked a little, you know, uh, and she had been drinking probably a couple drinks in that whole day. And we decided to go down to the bars um, around 10 p.m. because that's what you do. They're open till 7 a.m. So we were biking and I remember yelling at her because she was going in and out of the bike lane, like legit drunk swerving, but on a bike. Oh. And I was trying to be like the silver one, but I wasn't too sober myself. And so I was trying to yell at her to come in and eventually their car came by. And so she swerved directly into me. And then both of us just went hit the pavement, slid down the entire hill. And I was on the side of the cement. She was on the side of, on top of me. So she wasn't hurt at all. I got up right after I was just gushing blood and I like walked home by myself. I was like, F all oh. this, I'm done. Like, so Kelly, I remember having those feelings afterwards the next day, sober, and they don't feel too great. I mean, drinking the biscuit and, to get the biscuit. Yeah, yeah, drinking and using any other thing I don't know anything but walking just don't recommend but I mean we did have a good time with the lime scooters and the not so cowboy cab ride and all those fun things like I think what we're getting at here is that everyone has to cut loose I think we're a big fan of work hard play hard like we've talked about in the past when you go through some I know, hard times, I guess, event planning, stressful situations and si situations and things like that. I think they bring you closer together. So it's important to have fun afterwards. One of the other things that we do on a yearly basis, but we didn't get to do it this year because of COVID, is going on a little weekend retreat to this local kind of party place that's near Michigan. Um, and we go for a couple nights. And if anyone wants to take it from here, I think some of the stories we want to talk about don't involve me, but other people can talk to them a little bit. So the, I think one of my favorite stories is, so the really nice thing about going off and doing something like this on a weekend is you see people that you work with in like your nine to five, you see them in like a different element and you just like get more comfortable and you build memories together. And it's like a really fun thing. And we have one um, team member who is a contractor who joined us from out of town to go on this little retreat. He's like a rule follower. He's just like a very like kind of straight laced kind of guy, but he's funny and he's quirky in the best way. So he joined us and 
I think it's the first time I probably ever like thought that he could like kind of cut loose and he was doing like jello shots and we were doing the jello shots out of the syringes and he's an older guy too. So like, I mean, older meaning like he has kids in college. Sarah, didn't one of them explode all over him? Like he like didn't know how to do it. He left the cap on and it just exploded everywhere. He also wore, so it's important tonight, this was like pirate night, I feel like, like pirate oh. fest or something on this little island. And he had like a white button up shirt. That's what he chose to wear. And <laughs> unfortunately, when you push a syringe, like a giant syringe jello shot into your mouth and don't remove the cap, it like splooshes all over. So it just like, I think all of us were having ours and we looked over and we were like, uh, what happened over there? Like clean up on aisle five. <laughs> But I mean, now it's a tradition. Every time we go, we have to, like, I don't feel like we stay there very long, but I feel like we have to go in and at least do one because it's a tradition now. Technically, it's at, like, the world's longest bar, too. And um, it's important to note, so he had this button-up short, but then he had this, like, pirate hat on with these long braids. Like, think of, like, Captain <laughs> Jack Sparrow. So you have, like, kind of a stand-up guy, white button-up shirt, but then, like, a very long pirate hat and the this long hair and... It was just a scene, and I'm pretty sure at the end of the weekend, he told us this was the most fun he had had in 25 years, so Aww. I don't know. I'll um, take that. It was a good time. Okay, so I've lived in Michigan most of my life, and I only learned of this place when my friend wanted her bachelorette party there, and she is very much, like, not somebody who goes out and parties at all, so it was really shocking that she wanted to have it at this location. But it was, like, the most fun. So I feel like this. there's something about this island that does something to people where you just, you're just a different person. Which, actually, I've heard these horror stories, too, about bartenders who work there that, like, at the end of their shifts or in the morning, find all wedding rings that people take off when they're sitting at bars and stuff so that they can just be hooking up with whoever oh. they want while they're there. So, yeah, it's, like... It's like worse than Vegas for the Midwest. Do you know what the number one injury is on this island? Sprained ankles, like Charlotte said, because all the girls are wearing high heels and they step off the curb and like tumble and I don't know. One of my favorite things at this island that we've gone to um, is the butt twerking contest. And we had been told of this infamous contest for years. And when we finally experienced it in person, we were all kind of like, it's almost a train wreck where you can't look away. But you really want to because you feel uncomfortable. And, like, it's fascinating because I just, I have the flattest butt alive. So, like, there's no way I would ever be able to enter this. (laughs) My butt don't move like that. Like, I don't know. I'm, like, fascinated because I was like, but how do they do it? But it leaves nothing to the imagination. It was, like, full on Jersey Shore. Like, I have never experienced Jersey Shore. And that was, like, the closest thing I've ever been. And I was like, wow, I just don't fit in. So I I have to paint the picture of where this is actually at. So it's like kind of that hotel and then it's the main part of the pool. The thing that I was actually really interested in and like being like impressed by these women, there's two parts of the pool. There's like the bottom layer and then there's like this waterfall and then the hot tub. And over the waterfall is where they're doing the twerking. So there's like water underneath them and it's not a very big platform. So I was always just waiting for one of them to like fall in. I, I don't think someone fell. I mean, I'm surprised not everybody falls because you're, they're all drunk, clearly. And they're all right next to each other. And I do remember some of them being a little like, you know, bumping each other to 
a win. I don't know. I'm surprised. Hey, Jackie, like you explained it perfectly though. We're like, it's kind of like one of those embarrassing things that like you're walking, you're watching on TV and it's like kind of making you cringe, but then like also kind of like a scary movie where you need to find out what happens, but like you also want to close your eyes at the same time. I'm pretty sure I was like hiding behind like Mike, like peeking around him because <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I can't watch this, but I need to know what's happening. Oh my God, I can't watch, but I need to know. <laughs> And they have judges, too, right? Like, didn't people pay in to be a judge? Oh, yeah. There's, like, ten judges, and they're all, like, lined up along the pool, and it was, like, really cool to be a judge. Wait, did you pay in to be a judge, or did you pay in to be a participant? A judge. No, you paid in to be a judge, and then I assume the pot went to the winner, but we didn't even stay till the end. At a certain point, we were, we left. But they would, like... I don't know. It was very on the spot, right? Like they would like, someone would go up, do it. And like, it was kind of like yay or nay. And then you got out of there or continued. I think like booing. Like, I know. Boo. <laughs> it's not it was like a supportive lot. environment. It was a, uh, I feel like I'm having secondhand embarrassment, like just thinking about it. And I feel like I need to move on. Um, <laughs> well, we had like, I don't know. My husband was there for all of a minute and he left. He was like, no, I can't watch this. I think we made it maybe like five to ten minutes and we were all like let's go back to our like I don't know cabana and chill and kind of like erase this from our minds the best part about that I think is now number one we have a good bonding memory right like we all remember the um the cringiness and everything that came along with it but I mean it was it was funny and it was humorous and it I feel like it's something you have to experience if you go to a place like this. So well another rite of passage was that we had to do the riding the mechanical bull too. Yeah, like I injured on obstacle courses. There was no way in hell I was doing an, a mechanical bull. Like I don't I remember also, how I did. Did I do good or no? You did do good. I don't I, remember. <laughs> I wasn't a part of the team at this point. But I, because I've been to this place, I can just feel like I was there with you guys, yeah. you know? Dude, it was did also you get one- bruises from the mechanical bull? Yeah, I was bruised. Uh, and yeah. your thighs hurt so bad the next day because you're just like, you're squeezing it to try and hold on. I don't know. There's only women that really go on it, too. So it's kind of a little, you know, sexist. But Another bonding experience that we all got to share is when we went to our Create and Cultivate conference in L.A. this year. Um, And if you want to hear some more info about the actual conference and what we got out of it, that is in episode two. So feel free to go back and kind of listen to that. But one of the main things that we definitely bonded over was that I kind of almost killed us all on the drive to our hotel the first evening, (laughs) Um, which not sure if many people have driven in L.A., They have a carpool lane. So if you have more than I believe it's two or three people in your car, you can use the carpool lane. We are familiar with those here in the Mitten. No, in the Mitten, we don't have any carpool lanes. We also don't um, block off these carpool lanes, per se. So as you're driving, I was like, ooh, can we use the carpool lane? Does it, like, cut off? Can I still get off in an exit if I need to? So as I was thinking about that, before I went over to actually do it, then they have these um, poles that separate separate this carpool lane and so it was like kind of last minute that I was like yep we're gonna do carpool lane and I like (laughs) jumped over it's dark you can kind of barely see these poles and we're driving like I don't know like a minivan because there's all of us in it and I was just like whoop okay guys okay we're all still here still alive okay let's keep going and it was like trusted me with their lives that day 
Well, and it was like LA traffic. So like LA rush hour traffic, it was so backed up and busy. And we're like, oh, can we use the carpool? Can we use it? Can we use it? And like a last second decision, Kelly gets over. And these giant poles that are there, we think they're made out of like rubber or like things that like construction cones would be made out of. Later, we realized they're metal. So like if we had, we were close. And if we had smashed into them, we would have been like done. Absolutely. All of marketing done. I think there was a group woo, like a group, not a good woo, but a bad woo. That was like, it was the oh, first day and we were jet lagged and like we hadn't slept in like hours and we were like, yeah, you're absolutely right, Sarah. It was like a roller coaster. We were all like, woo. And like, it didn't even, it didn't even phase us that we all like just almost died. <laughs> so when we get to our hotel, you guys shared rooms, but I got my own because I was newer to the team. So like, go ahead, have your own room, which was probably good because I needed to like calm down myself. I was like, oh my gosh, I just almost killed everybody. And then I didn't sleep for like another two hours. I had to calm down after that. I had no <laughs> idea you were that upset about it. I didn't either. I'm sorry, Kelly. We all were fine. But to be fair, thank you for driving in that traffic because I didn't want to drive in it. And Paige also drove, drove, drove. She drove us all over the place. He <laughs> drove. Anyways, we were moving up. He drove. He drove. I kind of caught on that Kelly was a little anxious the next day. So I was like, you know what? I'm I perfectly fine driving. Like, I get car sick. So, like, I'm good driving, too. So we kind of switched to halfway. Yeah. And I can, the freeways was fine for me. Like, besides that one incident, everything else was fine driving on the freeways. I had no problem with that. Once we started going up into the hills and it was, like, one way and you had to get off to the side. No, I'm glad you took over because I was like, nope, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I, we have a friend that used to work with us that lives, or I guess she's moved now, but she used to live up in West Hollywood. And when you start to go up those winding roads, it's like, I mean, there it's a two-way, but people park on the side because you're living on a cliff. There's not really garages in most of these places. So you're kind of going around these cars, and then there's like quick turns. So it's like almost switchbacks going up these. There's not a lot of view. You can't see cars coming. Like, it is an anxious thing. So holding on to the car, I I remember telling you guys I had puked in my mouth when I was driving. (laughs) And I just had to swallow it because I'm like, you got this. You can't pull over. There's people behind you. Like, you got to just pull through. So I don't know how we managed, but we did. Next trip, we'll have a puke bag for you, Paige. Like, little airline puke bag. We'll just be like, here you go. As I'm driving, be like, someone else take the wheel because I got a puke. I actually have a story about that. Um, This was my first year at the company. And uh, we had a company party. One of our coworkers and I lived close close to each other. We carpooled to work. And I literally was so hungover. I got sick on the freeway. And we were in rush hour traffic and she literally held the bag for me while I threw up into like a bag (laughs) that we had like just sitting in my car. Like it was like a plastic bag or something. Like we were like just driving and just like kept going because we couldn't like pull over or get off. Like it was so bad. That's team bonding. Those are my young years. Like, yeah, those were the younger years for sure. Something tells me that girl has done that for many of friends, if not herself. Actually, I'm pretty sure I know she's done it for herself because that is a good friend of mine. Yes, 100%. I remember when my mom was pregnant with me, she had said that she would eat cereal on her way to work. I don't know how that's possible, but she would. And when she had morning sickness, she just puked it back into the bowl 
and she had to balance holding the bowl for the next 30 minutes driving on the freeway. <laughs> and I, I still like think it's one of the funniest stories of her. Yeah, it is disgusting. Wouldn't that make you not want to eat cereal? Like, I yeah. feel like, like eating cereal and then puking it back up and looking at it in the bowl would make me not be able to eat cereal. I would assume she stopped eating cereal for a little bit. Can I tell you guys a funny story? So, well, I don't know if it's funny. I think it's funny. Well, so I got this. I got this new car, right? This new Jeep Compass. And it's way fancier than anything I ever have had or thought I wanted or needed. But once you get the fancy technology, you're like, this is amazing. So it has this like lane assist. And instead of beeping at you, it actually corrects you back. Like if you go over the line. So I have this new fantasy of playing the song called Jesus Take the Wheel and Drive and driving over the yellow line just to have it correct me back into my lane. I think it's funny. It's probably not funny. If you have a Jeep, you shouldn't do it. But I just, I think it's like the funniest thing I've come up with so far. And I was like, I just envisioned this like Hallmark movie scene of like, you know, me as Dolly Parton driving over the line and my car just steering me back. So um, I will say that I'm not a great, like let other people drive me in a car person. That's why I like to drive myself. But I felt perfectly fine when Paige was driving. So the fact that she threw up and swelled it in her mouth, I think that goes to show you that we clearly are bonded as a team, that I don't even sense it or feel it. I'm just like, yep, she's got the wheel. We don't need Jesus. Paige is good. (laughs) Paige got the wheel. LA was weird, right? Especially um, when we got into the hotel rooms, which I didn't have an issue with this again because I got to have my own room. But the rest of you had some little bit of issues with the hotel rooms. This was my favorite part. Literally, at one point, Charlotte goes into the shower. I'm not sure why. It's like it's like an actual like shower door. And I was like, it's I like a I room. See you. It was like a little separate room where like you had like the shower. It, it's like you would open it thinking it's like a closet or something, even though the door was a glass. It clearly was like labeled, and you knew it was a shower. But like, I feel like if you didn't know it was a shower and it wasn't labeled, you would think it was like a closet. You like open the door and like walk in, and you're kind of like, oh. Same with the toilet. They have the same doors for the toilet. And I was like, clearly someone's in there. I I don't know. Like, I never felt comfortable, like, being able to just, like, go in the bathroom. The toilet door was a little frosted, but the other one was not. I took a video of Charlotte literally twirling in the shower, full on wearing her clothes. And if she hadn't been, I would have just saw her naked. Like, it was the most bizarre thing. Can we post that video? I feel like it's, like, the funniest thing. Like, a (laughs) rain day. Yes, we should. I remember that was the first text we had gotten from you guys because Katie and I shared a room and we were like, oh, well, yeah, I guess this is what it's going to be. So we kind of came up with like the, I won't look if you won't look, <laughs> like, I'll stay over here. You go do your business. But guys, sure. that room had a ton of mirrors. So like if someone was in the shower and you were over here and there was a giant full length mirror, you could actually still see the person. Like if you accidentally looked in the mirror like I don't know it was bizarre to me I've never experienced a hotel room like that it is not it was not for people sharing a room who are not a couple I mean when you see someone poop on a toilet you're like I know you (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry we can cut that I've also introduced James to poopery recently and it's amazing guys it really works um, we're going to use if you can poop on a if you watch somebody poop on a toilet you're bonded as like a social book. Yes. it's like a marriage material there right like you are like I know you I will know you forever we have a lifelong lock <laughs> forever lock okay well save the best for last team bonding story 
This is when Mama Paige had the best massage of her entire life at our holiday bonding 2018, 2017. Has it been that long? It's been a long time. I think we're coming up on the three year anniversary. Okay, well, clearly it's a really good story because we remember it like almost two, three years later. Um, Okay, so I'm going to paint the picture and you guys feel free to fill in the blanks that I have forgotten. Unfortunately, Kelly wasn't with our team yet, so she's experiencing this kind of like for the first time. For the first time. Yes, just like everyone listening. Okay, we get a small budget for our team every year for like a holiday thing. So it's up to us to decide what we want to do with it. Some people go out to dinner, some people buy things, whatever. We decided to do a salon day. So everyone that was practical on our team, but me decided to do mani petties. But I have some like eczema that I get in from time to time. So I had a flare up. So I was like, no, no one wants to touch these feet. So let's do a chair massage. That was about the same price on the list. And so I was like, yeah, it makes sense. I like massages. Who doesn't? I'm with yeah. you on this. I, I go massage all the way. So you would have been susceptible to this too. Yeah. Okay. So I thought it was a great idea too. Everyone else is kind of like getting ready to get their mini petty. And the lady comes over and says, now who's getting the massage? And I raise my hand. And so I remember her grabbing this like massage chair and dragging it going ah, throughout the entire salon. And she dragged it back to this room that like the best way to describe it was like part storage room, part this is where they put the fake eyelashes on people room. <laughs> it was just like a catch-all. And there was just enough room to put this little like chair massage. Okay, but this is yeah. like when you go to the mall and you see the people doing the massages in like the middle, right? Yes, exactly. Why should she take you into a back room? Oh, just because. Paige, <laughs> yeah, weren't, weren't there little eyelashes on the tape? Like, didn't yes. you only know that because there were the fake little eyelashes like lined up on like a towel or on whatever else was in this room? Yeah, they looked like little spiders. Um, well, and it wasn't very zen because the ceilings were really tall and I remember the walls didn't go all the way up. So even though like it was supposed to be quote unquote like dim in that room, like all the overhead lights, like industrial lights, I think. We're still on, right? Not only lights, but music. Um, it wasn't like Zen music. It was the music that was in the entire salon. So I remember going, Jangle Bells, like just screaming above me. And I was trying to be like, Paige, mind over matter. Like you just calm down, calm down. Jangle Bells. So just before we dive into this a little bit further, this wasn't like in a back alley that you found this salon, right, guys? This was nice No, it was a very nice place in a pretty upscale city. We kind of expected it to be, you know, like reasonable. We weren't just going to go to this weird, like you say, back alley place and get some fungus. Yeah, we Um, had like decent expectations. Like it was in a nice neighborhood. So that's why kind of maybe in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, they're not going to kill me because I'm in a nice area, but I'm still a little bit on guard going into this back room with spiders on my table. Yeah. Spiders. Yeah, quote spiders, but eyelashes. Also, this was before like the eyelash craze was a thing. So I didn't really actually know what they were until like (laughs) (laughs) a little later. Um, Okay, so we're in this room. And she closes the door and she starts to like massage me through my clothes. And at one point she's like, you know, this would be much better without your bra. Like, do you mind just taking it off? And I was like, 
I guess like I do normal massages naked under a blanket. So like, sure. And then, so I take the bra off and then she starts going and continuing. And she's like, actually, like, do you want to just take your entire shirt off? Like no one's in here. It'll be fine. I'm like, all right, you got me. So <laughs> at this point, have you had a few drinks before going to, so, you know, so I'm in this room with just this lady and I don't have a top on and she starts massaging and all of a sudden she's gone. And I'm like, well, where the, where the F has she gone? And I look over and the room door is completely open to everyone else going by. And she had left to go get quote supplies and like massage oils and things she probably should have had already in the room. So I'm just exposed to everybody at this point, but whatever. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Cause like when you get a massage and like, you know, I'm like laying down, right? So like, that's why it's like, yeah, you don't have a top on whatever, because like you're laying down. Yeah. I feel like with those chair ones, they were just hanging out they just look on either side of the post like what you know what I mean like I'm just envisioning it's just you know bizarre I was just exposed to the world you have no towel to cover you Paige there's shouldn't offer a towel no um the other thing was that the chair wasn't I mean I'm six foot so like it probably fit normal sized people but for me the um where you put your head in that little head cushion was not the proper height and I remember it going like directly into my eyes. So my nose was in the part where that was open. So yeah, every time it went she... like directly across the bridge of your nose. Yeah. So at the end of the massage, because she was pushing so hard, I had like a red face and a bruised nose. And that that bruise stayed for a couple of weeks. And it was pretty sore. Didn't you ask her if she could adjust it? And she said no. Which yep. is the funniest part, because I thought those chairs are totally adjustable obviously people are different heights and have different torsos and then Paige didn't it experience a problem at one point yeah so she was saying it couldn't move it was it is what it is so I just kind of was like whatever I guess like I'm already in this I'm I was shirtless I didn't have a bra I was just kind of like well let's just continue my face is gonna be bruised it is what it is and so she was pushing a little too hard and that um face like cushion completely broke and fell forward and I remember my face jolting and it was like I was in a car accident like I had the entire head just like snap because like <laughs> and you're at that point totally I, relaxed like although like you weren't super comfortable like you're leaning in like a forward facing chair like your head is like face down into this cushion and like you're like you have like the entire like upper your entire upper body weight like leaning on this essentially and then it just like snapped off when it when it was done I was like I'm I'm done I'm I'm over like when it when it broke I was just like this is the the end of this massage and um I remember her saying like again massage yeah I remember her saying like make sure to tip real good and I was like "Mm -hmm, yes ma'am she told you to tip really good yeah that's a yeah. horrible thing to say. Didn't I thought she put it back on and it became in more like a better position for you? Oh yeah, when she fixed it, oh, it she was did. actually re- like real and it was it fit properly. But at that point, I was done with the massage. And this was literally a 15, 15 minutes of your life, right? Like one five, and yeah. all of that happened. That's yeah. like the least relaxing massage I've ever heard of. Well, and the best part was that when it, we like had finished the massage. You guys were still getting your mani pedis because they were taking forever. And so I couldn't actually tell you guys what had happened because I didn't want to be rude. And so you guys were like, 
what like you're like pointing to my face and being like are you okay because I was super red did your masseuse punch you in the nose I remember like Paige just seemed like she was in a really weird mood like we were all like getting our nails done and she walked out and she had this huge red mark on her nose and I thought she was maybe in like a zen state because you know how normally a good massage you kind of feel like ethereal afterwards right like you're so relaxed you're like this is great so I thought maybe she was still just in like la la land there but no she was just real pissed off and couldn't tell us the story and she literally told it to us as we're walking to the parking garage and we were like wait we have to stop you were shirtless back there the thing (laughs) fell off jingle bells was in your head I don't understand what was happening yes so I had to relay everything pretty much in like the five minute walk to our cars So instead of ending the night there, we decided to go afterwards to get dessert as well. Um, And that, I think, is where Sarah's, like, idea of... Experience consultants or something like that. Oh, yes. Yes. That's how Wine and Whiteboard started. I thought that we should be, like, one, I thought we should be consultants because that means you just come up with the ideas and don't have to do the work. Or at least in my mind, that's what it means. I don't know. If anyone wants to hire us for experiences or design we are definitely available so know that but I thought that would be awesome like we like to whiteboard we like to drink wine we're creative I thought we could bounce ideas off of each other um we do like the event experiences sometimes we're not as much of a fan of pulling it off ourselves but we have lots of ideas for other people so how did we come up with this though wasn't it like something we're at the dessert Sarah I mean, we were, I don't know. We were eating dessert. Dessert was good. We went to this, like, fancy new steakhouse that literally had only four dessert options, which, no offense, like, four dessert options is totally lame to me, and only one was chocolate. And when they brought it out, oh, wait, wait, this is the best part. They shared, it was a shared server experience, right? Which meant that you had multiple servers, which I think means you have a shitty experience because no one knows what the other person has told you. And so we didn't have spoons. Our dessert came out and it was missing one of the items entirely. Like it was some kind of chocolate dessert that was supposed to have different toppings. And one of the things just came out with an empty ladle, like an empty gravy boat, basically. And I, at the end of the meal, was like, what was supposed to be in here? And they were just like, um, I don't know. I don't know how the dessert played into it. I'm going to be honest. Katie, do you remember? (laughs) I think it was just like, you know, today has been a day of like weird experiences. So um, once a year we judge, I don't know if this is like a national, yeah, it is a national thing. Um, There's a program called DECA, which um, is a high school program. And um, I think it's, is it like an actual class or is it extracurricular? I can't remember. But there's like this contest where like um, students will like a pitch, um, like do like a marketing pitch and we go and we help we volunteer to judge every year. So we had gone to do this like judging session in the morning and then we did our afternoon um, with lunch in the spa and then we had our dessert and we were just reflecting on all of the really odd experiences we had that day and how we felt like we could improve, uh, I mean, almost all of the experiences that we had. And I think we were just like, you know, like we're really observant. I feel like we have really good feedback for all of these people. Like we could we could really help people. And so although Wine and Whiteboards is a podcast, 
and it, we originally started with the idea of being like an an event or experience consulting service. Um, I, this is that's essentially the day that Wine and Whiteboards was born, and it took a long time for us to get it off the ground, but I'm so glad we did. I'm having a great time doing it. Me too. I think it was the experiences. You're right, Katie, because. In our mind, you can't just critique experiences. You have to come up with, like, a new solution or an idea or something to improve upon it. No one wants, like, a negative Nancy that's like, this was shit. And I was like, where were my fucking berries with this dessert? <laughs> but, like, you know, like, I, I'm not sure my, my idea was to improve that dessert. It probably needed help. But in theory, we can help with marketing and design and improving the experiences. But not oh. the cheesecake. <laughs> No, that's a helpless cause. <laughs> well, maybe if people are interested, let us know if you would like to hear more about our journey of starting Wine and Whiteboards. I think there's a lot that we probably skipped in our launch. So if people are interested to hear how we did start it, why we started it, and more of those stories, please let us know. And I think we'd be happy to share some of that information with you guys. Yeah. Um, is that all we have for this episode? Yeah, we can. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. We're going to wrap this one up, and I guess we'll be talking to you next week. Thank you for listening to Drunken Marketing. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the ridiculously hilarious and real marketing experiences from the Wine and Whiteboards team. If you haven't checked out our full-length episodes, pour yourself a glass of your favorite vino and join us. We share marketing tips and design tips on everything from content marketing to website redesign and so much more. Wondering how you can support the show? If you love our podcast, leave us a review and don't forget to subscribe. Share it with your friends, family, enemies, or whoever else you think would enjoy the Wine and Whiteboards podcast. We're always looking for new listeners to add to our wolf pack. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>